This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. You guys should know this. You've been doing this show. Oh, wait, you haven't. <laughs> this is episode 18 of Aftershock Central Podcast. Who is talking to you? Me. Back from revising time. It's Martin! I made it. And joining me, as always, Jack and Ronnie. Welcome Martin, back to the I show. Like, I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. Well, it might feel like that to you, but for me, it was just a few minutes ago. <laughs> well, true. See, in my timeline, we recorded episode uh, 16 yesterday. And and Nick and I recorded our bit uh, tomorrow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you're Martin Freddy. You're not Martin Monroe. Or am I? <laughs> Alias. Alias. You know, if I lost like uh, 60 pounds, I'd look just like that guy. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like... I just cut my hair, so maybe not so much. And my hair, my beard's not as bushy. But uh, yeah, so uh, so how you guys been? It feels like you guys canceled the show while I was gone. Uh, We're waiting on you, man. Uh, I mean, I'm looking over the uh, the episode listings here. It looks like I'm the only one that has recorded anything <laughs> for this podcast in the last month. Oh, that was a mistake. Was it? That was an infiltration. Or was it genius? It was a Nerdy Legion infiltration episode. We infiltrated Aftershock Central. We infiltrated Ultimate Marvel Podcast. There's an unreleased infiltration of Rebirthically. There's an an unreleased infiltration of Mike Myers' Geek Brunch Retrocast. Oh, you guys just don't know. Everyone's going to be very confused. You're taking over. It's true. Even on podcasts, not on this network. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What were you on? No, no, no I'm saying because the Geek Brunch retrocast, that's not on Nerdy Legion. Oh, okay. Right. Anyways, we're not here to talk about me. Well, we are. But even better, we're here to talk about Aftershock. Yep. So what, what are we talking about? You guys called me here from the future. Do you want me to tell you what happens in the future? What, the future of Aftershock? The future of Aftershock. You know how all these stories end? I know how they all end and how the next ones begin. But I can't well, tell you that because then I would alter the timeline and then I'd have to revise you guys. <laughs> you see how that goes? I see how that goes. Yeah. How about we talk about 2016 since we haven't done that? Let's all talk right. about some of, uh, I guess, it's the first, first full year for Aftershock. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. How do you guys? Uh, how do you guys think they're, they're doing? Are they doing okay? Should we? Uh, do we need to get on Joe? Do we need to get no, on I anybody? Think, I think they're putting out some damn good stories for everybody. Joe. That's all you're doing. Huh? I said you're just trying to suck up to Joe. I don't need to suck up to Joe. He <laughs> likes the. <laughs> Heart, heart hits and the truth bombs. Yeah, you're you're already in the comic. Jack and I are not. Well, my name is in there. I mean, come on. True. 
Very true. <laughs> <laughs> but I could show up and save the day here in a couple issues. <laughs> now, now, wait, hold on. So I thought Aftershock, when did they start? Well, they came out in 2015, I thought, correct? It was late 2015, Yeah, I 2015. So 2016 is the first full year oh, that they've been gotcha. publishing. I thought it had been a couple years. Uh, we can look it up. See, now you're going to make me edit. You know what? I'm not going to edit. For some I'm reason, I was thinking it was like time. a little over two years, but maybe I'm wrong. April 2015. Cool. Yeah, because I remember they were there for uh, SC Comic Con that first year. I think they're kicking butt for only being out a year and a half. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I was uh, I was looking at the output. I mean, I think we can say that for the most part we've liked everything they've put out, yeah? Yeah. I know we, we've yet to talk about insects on this podcast. Um, it just seems to be uh, no one's cup of tea, so that's okay. Um, but even, like, the titles that are coming out now, I would say have stepped up even higher than whatever was coming up before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, we did get some uh, uh, backlash about insects on the Facebook page. I for saw nothing. that. Yeah, I saw that. There are some people that really <laughs> dig it, right? And that's yeah. fine. You know, there's there's something for everybody, and that's what's important, yep. right? But we're not coming on here and talking crap about insects. No, we come on to talk about black-eyed kids. <laughs> <laughs> Should we really this the black-eyed kids podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> now that it's ending. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, no, I mean, like I said, there's something for everybody, and that's important, especially for a small publisher, right? We're we're all Valiant fans. Matter of fact, I was talking to Paul last night because we were recording Valiant Central, and uh, somehow or other we got into talking about sales. And you know, over at Valiant, you see a lot of uh, people whining and complaining about Rafer Roberts doing. Uh, Harbinger and A&A, and about Valiant being all in on faith. So I went in and I, I looked at sales numbers for 2016, and those were the top three books in sales for the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really blame a publisher for going on in on, on those concepts when that's what's selling for them. Right. Yeah. Um, even if it's a vocal minority that, that doesn't agree with it. And I think it's the same with Aftershock. I mean, granted, Aftershock has lower volume still. Um, but you know, it's like you know, Dreaming Eagles, right? So Dreaming Eagles is not my type of story, and I pretty much avoided reading it until we decided to read it for this podcast, mm-hmm. and I really dug it. I mean, it's not something that I would pick up had I not been doing this. Like, I, maybe I'll wait for trade and pick up the trade, um, right. just to support Aftershock. But in terms of the monthly pull list, I wouldn't have it on there. Um, but it was a nice surprise, and I enjoyed reading it. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, Garth Ennis is a great writer, so that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the whole book was beautiful. The, the interior art was great, covers are great, and the concept of the story was great. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think that's the whole like the whole group is like um, you find one or two titles that you really really dig, and then even the air quote bad ones aren't really bad you know what i mean yeah and you might find one that you don't really dig but it's still good yeah that's true now that's the difference though with like aftershock and and 
Valiant is that you can do that with Aftershock. You can pick up a couple titles and it has no bearing on any of the other titles, whether you read them or not, or whether you like them or don't. But a lot of the Valiant fans, they, a lot of the hardcore Valiant fans read everything. Mm-hmm. Right? So that might be a little bit of the difference why they're, I guess, more critical at times. Well, I mean, you because they're invested into the whole concept. No, I, I get that, titles. but but everything is seven or eight books, right? You know, it's kind right. of the same with Aftershock. I mean, we we have what five a month? Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, sometimes more, right? Because American Monster is like in and out. I don't know what's going on with that book. <laughs> uh, but Animosity, Black Eyed Kids, Captain Kid, uh, Insects. What else is still going on? Shipwreck? Alters. Alters? Oh, how did I forget Alters? Yeah. Blood so that's, blisters. That's I mean, uh, Rough Riders is, even though it's ended, it's picking back up. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and yeah but sure. there's there's yeah. those breaks, though, kind of like what, what you were saying, like Valiant does, so. Yeah, and I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, Insects did that, right? They did uh, yeah, yeah, first yeah. six issues, and then there was like a four or five month hiatus, and then they came back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's uh, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Uh, to me, the numbers are irrelevant. So whether it comes back as a number seven or a brand new number one, what whatever, I don't care. Right. Um, and I think that's probably a direction that revisionists would take if it were to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if because of the way that the that six issues ends, it seems like coming back to a seven would make less sense than doing a new number one. I, I don't know. And like yeah. I said, it doesn't matter. The number is irrelevant. Um, hmm. <laughs> and like, uh, like you said, like Rough Riders too, where it ended, I like to where it's like season two now instead of, you know, coming back to where it can go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what Marvel does, right? Yeah. They, uh, they pretend to end the book and relaunch a number one, but it, it really is just the next one. Yeah. Because it, it relaunches with a number one halfway through the arc. I don't even know what's going on with that. They have the now number ones, which is – but then at the bottom it says, oh, really, issue 15. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because number ones sell. Number ones <laughs> do sell. It's true. Um but, I mean, at least they're keeping the numbering, right? I think Hellboy does that. If you go on the inside cover of the Indica, it'll right. tell you, like, Hellboy 105 or whatever. Um, right. But really, it's just like, you know, Hellboy in Hell, number two. Right. Yeah. So, two out of six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, that's important, though, for people that collect stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a casual reader, it shouldn't matter too much. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that Aftershock does the publishing, it really doesn't matter. Um, particularly being a small publisher, so I don't yeah. know, that's just me though. So let's let's take a look at some of the stuff that came out in 2016, and let's pick a favorite that's not Black Eyed Kids. How about that? All of the stuff came out in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is exactly. Which 2017 book could we possibly talk about? Uh, Blood Blister, it would be the only 2017 uh, book right now. Life yeah. Spanners. Uh, is that for sure confirmed to come back this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have they given a date yet? I don't think they've given a date yet. But. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. 
and Tim Seeley's still pretty busy, so. You know what? The story's written, though, right? All they're waiting for yeah, is an the, artist. For the art, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So that's what you're most excited for, Lifespanners? Oh, no. I just... Are, are we talking about... I thought we were picking our favorite book. <laughs> We are, but Jack's trying to confuse everybody. I know. Hey, hang on a second. Let, let me travel, let me travel back in time. I'm gonna fix this real quick. Okay. So, favorite books of 2016, Ronnie. 2017. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I fixed you. You, you forgot to do the Wayne's World. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, um, if I wasn't so I'm lazy, I would it. add it in post. It's hard, but I'm gonna say Animosity is probably my number two. And uh, Alters, it's my number three. Interesting. This is, I'm not, really this is not including BEK, right? Because I know yeah, Joe you, listens, so he's going to be like, wait, they're not even talking about Black Eyed Kids. I said my number two and my number three. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Jack? Hmm. I like Animosity, but I'm, I'm not quite as in all of it as you guys are. Um, I'm really excited about Alters, though. Yeah. I'm, it's only, what, three issues in? Three issues, but yeah. Each one has been, I've been, uh, I've looked really forward to it and enjoyed it each time. But I guess Rough Riders also, I mean, since we're yeah. doing 2016, uh, was great. And I really liked Jackpot, um, although I've lost interest lately, I guess, just because it hasn't been out in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite a while. That's too bad. Is that coming back? You know what? I don't even know if I read the last issue of that. For yeah. shame. Jackpot it did not end. Yeah, I don't think I did. Maybe yes. it's been so long that I forgot. No, it came out in December, so... Yeah, no, I totally missed that one. Hmm, shame on me. I thought I was caught up. Yeah, all those hateful texts about me, tra- me being caught up because of work, and you're not caught up. Listen, I've just been too busy <laughs> hating on Batman lately. Okay. <laughs> so. uh, number five comes out in June. It says June 2017. So, what? so it's like the first arc, and then it'll take a hiatus break. I mean, that's a long break. Well, Insects was a couple months too. I guess this is more than a couple months, yeah. but. Um, I'm looking at uh, League of Comic Geeks, though, and they're often... Yeah, don't look at that. It's often wrong, as Ronnie yeah. and I figured out last night. Uh, March 1st is what I've got for jackpot number five. So a two-month break, and then it comes back. Yeah. Um, so for me, I would say, if we're looking at just 2016, I'm going to go, not including BEK, Alters is going to be my top choice. Um, I think what Alters is doing is really interesting. Uh, yeah. Of course, it, it helps that Paul Jenkins is writing because he's a freaking genius. Yeah. Um, and Leila Lays, uh, I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before. Yes. Um, like, I'm vaguely familiar with some of her previous work, but I think what she's doing in this book is above and beyond anything that I've seen her do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the book is beautiful. Um, yeah. So that really helps as well. I mean, the whole team, uh, color and everything, like it, it, it's a great book. Um, and the concept, the, art, the concept the is, art interesting. is perfect for this story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't see it in some other aftershock books, but this one, it, it's perfect. And I mean, you, you guys are Marvel guys. You know, I keep comparing this to 
what I feel X Men, what made X Men great back in the day, mm-hmm. is kind of what this book is. Uh, and maybe like not like the the main X Men title, but like the, the, the offshoots. Uh, yeah, like Gen, Gen X and those kind of books. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. New Mutants. The uh, energy and the excitement. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, um, for me, it's kind of like X Force number one. I mean, not tone wise, sure. book wise, but like hype and excitement wise when a new one comes out. And with feet. <laughs> and with perfectly drawn feet. There are feet here. <laughs> and no pouches. And no pouches. <laughs> yeah, you could totally take this story and make it a story about a like a one-off mutant title or mm-hmm. metahuman or psyot or whatever right yeah yeah and it would work yeah but they didn't do it well I, I would Aftersh- hope not. aftershock did it i would hope not um so yeah i think this is this is my top right now uh with with animosity still a close uh second or i guess third if we're including bk um Animosity is still doing really well, but I'm noticing. I don't know. I, somehow, I, I I wish we would have spent more time in the transition period of pre-wake to post-wake. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now it's kind of just been become full-blown post-apocalyptic, and I really dig that stuff. Um, but, but don't you I'm think? Just, but I'm just reading so much of it. You know, and that's just because that's my personal taste in book. Um, that because I'm reading so many books that deal with post-apocalyptic stuff, um, I kind of want something a little different. Uh, although it does have a, maybe a little more heart than some of those other books because of the the relationship with Sandor um, and uh, Jesse. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that was like on purpose to speed it up because? Because of the one shot that's coming out, because uh, that one that one shot's like more focusing more on the wake and days after and whatnot. Yeah, right? but the the one shot comes out at the end of this month, right? Mm-hmm. The twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look on League of Comic Book Geeks because they don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll just tell you uh, the twenty fifth, and um, yeah, I get that, but. I mean, it's a one-shot, so that could have been put out at any point in time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I would have liked to see the first arc, maybe. Well, take when, it, place. when is the what? When is one shot fall in the timeline? Is it like a on, zero? on the on the timeline of the book? Yeah, of the story. Um, it it's not quite a zero because I I would say it happens between one and two, or actually okay. somewhere in between the first issue. Like yeah. between pages. Yeah. Yeah, so then you could release it whenever. Because it deals with the wake. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it was like that the uh, the Black Eyed Kids story in Genesis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess technically yeah. that, that could have come out whenever, but that character became important in the series pretty soon after that came out, right? Right. Well, the wake, the wake to me is what was most interesting. Like, for me personally... I felt like I feel like it's lost a little bit of steam um, since the wake. It's uh, the unfolding story. Just I don't know, isn't as compelling to me as say like alters or black. Well, Eyed no, it, it's compelling to me regardless. But I, I I agree with you. It seems to me like so much has happened 
between the first few pages when the wake happens and where we're at now at issue, what is it, four? Um, that you could have spent at least an arc in that time frame. Uh, because now you're stuck with telling everything, t- setting up the yeah. rules for this world in flashbacks. Right. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was looking at those pre- uh, preview pages, and it like, seems really interesting because you see like um, a boy and his puppy during the wake, and mm-hmm. then the puppy wakes, and it's not like Sandor where it's like, you know, he loves the boy. It's like he rips his throat out. Hmm. You guys didn't see that? No, I, I'm I'm trying not to look at previews anymore. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Spoiler. No, no, <laughs> Thanks, it's fine. Ronnie. I'm just trying to do. I'm trying to uh, spoiler free my life. So I'll look at covers, but I'm avoiding uh, interior art as much as I can. Um, same with movies and TV shows. Like I'm trying to avoid trailers and things like that. So I got gotcha. you. That must be incredibly hard for a time traveler. Uh, no, because I could just revise my own brain. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I'm totally with you, Jack. But I, I do still like where the book is going. Um, I think uh, it's an interesting concept. And it is – it's not a typical post-apocalyptic story. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the themes are there. Uh, and so that's why I do wish there was a little bit of something different. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it's cool. Like, uh, I was – Rereading issue three, I think it was three, the one with the and the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's cool. Like that's not something you could do in a typical uh, story of this type with just humans, right? Right. Um, so it does give it that little extra spice. But again, right. I want to know, like the one shot, the wake one shot. Maybe that could have been a mini. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think the one shot is what we want, but then once we get it, we're gonna want more of it. Right, exactly. Like, like that, that time period. Exactly. So that's the thing with like independent comics, and I don't mean to imply something that's because I'm just totally making this up. But you never know if there's like a delay or if something's being rushed. You never know if it's because that's what the writer just wants for the story or if it's because they have other things going on because independent creative teams always have other stuff well almost always have other stuff going on in addition to their independent work right agreed I agree so let's talk about this thing that Ronnie just posted the Nerdist says American Monster is top 16 of 2016 Mm-hmm. <laughs> How is that? What do you mean? How'd that beat out other books? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the ones on this list I'm, I'm going to agree with. Uh, like that Paul Dini uh, Batman story. Oof. That's some serious stuff, guys. You guys should read that. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, what is it? Batman, a true, sto- a true Gotham story, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. About when he got mugged. Right, yeah. It's really good. Uh, what else is on here? Is this Black Panther? Is that Black Panther? Yep, Black Panther. Okay, I'm okay with that. Bloodshot Reborn, that's a good one. Superman. Paper Girls. Paper Girls. Okay. So this, this that's a pretty diverse 
Like they're not just looking at big two stuff. That's a pretty diverse. Uh, See, list. they even have um, what is that? Seven to eternity already on there. Huh. Faith. Yeah, seven to eternity is on here. That just came out though. Yeah, it's only a, oh. what three or four. <laughs> Number three. The Goddamned. It's a good book. Hmm. So why why I mean. Why does American Monster? Well, you are, tell you, me, are you just not clicking with it, or what? You tell me. I mean, looking at at the lineup of of top books that they've picked here, oh uh, yeah, true. It, it's it's very diverse, right? Different publishers, different genres, different mm-hmm. uh, ethnicities and characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with creative teams, male and female. Um, so I mean, I think they did a a, a good job at choosing a varied lineup mm-hmm. um, and I would Ooh. agree with a large portion of this list um, maybe not all of it uh, but a large portion of it I just don't get me wrong American Monster is a good book but it's, it, it doesn't click for me right now now is this based on is this influenced by cells because some of these other books on here I would not say is the best that publisher put out this year but they're popular. Like Faith, for example. I don't think any of us would say that's one of our favorite Valiant books, but it was a top, It was a big deal for Valiant. Sure. So I wonder if... I, now, it, when I first just, started reading says, American Monster, I remember being one of the top-reviewed books. It just says that there are 16 of their favorite of people that posted, that got together on the Nerdist. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, I mean, do we know what the status of American Monster is? Just came out, right? Uh, trade the trade just came out, right? Hmm. Did an issue just come out? Month about a month ago. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, hmm. a newer issue came out like at the beginning of December or whatnot. Did I miss that? Probably. Uh, number five. So number five came out at the end of October. I thought number six came out to you. Number six is scheduled for next week. Okay. See, my weeks and months blend together, so. <laughs> no, what, it, came, it, what came out in December was the trade, volume one. Okay. Or end of November, okay. I think, something like that. Okay, yeah. See, that's what you guys get for looking at a uh, leak comic book whatever's. <laughs> whatever that side is. Um, Their dates really are screwed up. Yeah. It always happens. Yeah, I, I go I to my think, comic shop all the time, and I'm like, hey, it says right here it's out today. And they're like, no, nah, that comes out in like two months from now. Yeah, I think what the problem is is um, because solicits change – uh, yeah, and sometimes they're not posted until the week before. Because I've had this happen before on, on Valiant Database, uh, where I'll, I'll have a title coming out a certain day, uh, but you don't know. Like, if there's a last minute change, you're not going to know until the Saturday or Sunday before the book comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always have to go through the list the weekend before books are out to make sure. Uh, yeah. And generally, like the the regular titles. Valiant does a good job at uh, keeping them on schedule, uh, but like trades or reprints, um, 
or hardcovers, things like that, usually hardcovers, uh, they'll, they'll often change dates and just not tell anybody. Uh, so I have to keep up with the diamond list to make sure. And, you know, that, that site you guys are using probably isn't keeping up with that. Just a tip. Yeah. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> Episode title. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, back to Aftershock. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I would put American Monster on on my top sixteen of twenty sixteen. To be frank, uh, granted, I have read a ton of comics, but I'm sure the the Nerdist reads quite a bit as well. Yeah, uh, well, I think when we did our rankings, I had it like nine. Yeah, I think that was just Aftershock. It it, it was pretty close to last for me. Uh, I don't remember. Time. Time. I can lie and make something up, but I don't remember. Well, I think we need to we need to update our rankings after Blood Blister comes out. I think so. And yeah. see where we're where we're all at. Because I'm going to tell you, there's this little book uh, called Shipwreck that's mm-hmm. uh, that's very creepily uh, crawling up my back right now and moving up my my rankings list. Um, and I know it may not be the same for you guys, but uh, I, I love when I don't know what the hell I'm reading. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's my favorite thing ever. Like you enjoy it so much and then like it ends and you're like, that was so amazing, but what the hell did I just read? Yeah, and, well, and there's a, there's a way to do it, right? Because Amer- American Monster does kind of the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you read it, you kind of know what you're reading, but you also don't because nothing happens. Right, 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 right. right. Um, but in shipwreck, it feels like nothing happens, but there's a lot happening. Yeah. Right, and a lot yeah. of time without without any narration or dialogue or anything, it's just just the art. Um, so for me, I think we'll see how Blood Blister ends up turning out after we read the first couple of issues. But right now. Looking at the lineup, I think Shipwreck is going to be my top book of 2017. Wow. That's a heavy statement. That's the way it's shaping up right now. Is it a heavy statement? I mean, we're only a couple days into the new year, so, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but look at the creative team. No, I'm not doubting (laughs) that. I can right. see why you say that, because Shipwreck does stand out from anything else you're reading by any publisher. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, Paul, Paul and I were doing uh, another podcast. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and plug it. Either no plugging. <laughs> All right, I'll plug this one, too. It's called Comics in Black Central. and White. Comics in <laughs> Black and White. And uh, we just recorded an episode on Rachel Rising. Um, have you, you guys, well, I know Ronnie hasn't. I'm 11 issues deep into it. Oh, you started it? You, I started wait, it last night. You read night 11 you issues me. last yeah, night? Yeah, I couldn't put it down. <laughs> dude, Ronnie pops uh, <laughs> comics like they're jelly I was going to say, dude, Ronnie is like a He devours them by the handful. <laughs> I'm the Galactus. Oh, wait, we're wrong podcast. Never mind. <laughs> um, wow, wow. I don't even yeah. know what I was saying now. Oh yeah, Rachel Rising. Um, so so we were in Rachel Rising. I got to issue twelve. Paul read through issue eighteen, I believe. Um, and it it was the same with that book. Like the more I read, 
the more mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's not that. That's this. And right. Then you read the next issue, and you're like, oh, wait, that's not this. That's this one here. Mm-hmm. And Shipwreck does the same thing. Um, it adds more and more as you read to, I get, you know, the cast of characters. It adds layers to the way this world is organized. You still don't know how it works. Right. Uh, yeah. But you're getting, like, bits and pieces here and there. Um, and, of course, it's only two issues in, right? So the third one comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what League Comic Book whatever it says. <laughs> it, might, it might say 2019. I haven't uh, even looked. But it, it comes out next week. And, like, every time I read it, I just, like, it's one of those books where I love taking my time with it, right? Um, right. Because a lot of it is visual and not dialogue, which, of course, I love that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things I really love about Rachel Rising um, is that there is a lot of that where you have to use your mind to piece together the story by just looking at what's on the page. Um, and I think for, I think that's extremely important in comics, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes writers try to do this cinematic thing in books, <laughs> Batman, um, that doesn't quite work. <laughs> so so piece together issue one and issue two for me, because I don't understand how they uh, relate at all. Jack, we don't have time. It's Jack. like it's like Shrek, and it's like an <laughs> onion, and there's many layers to peel back. It would be like no. a three-hour podcast. <laughs> no, there's like no, there is like Martin's. I hate saying this, but Martin's 100 percent correct because like each time you pick it <laughs> Wait, up and say read what? it, say that again. Well, go ahead and do your do 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 travel <laughs> back in time. Martin's gonna make that the show title. <laughs> Martin was right. But like every time you read it, I mean, that's. Like half of the books with Aftershock, I think, with me, is because like um, animosity is the same way for me, as well as um, shipwreck. Because each time you read it, I find something else, or I find like a little thread here, or you know, it's just like you get deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Yeah. And sometimes you know, you don't. Maybe I'm looking into it more than what's supposed to be looked at, but. I, I see that with some of the other books, but Shipwreck like totally feels to me like the la- it could end, it could totally end, and the last in- issue could be what's his name, Doctor Shipwright. Yes. Yeah. It could be like, oh, this was just a bad acid trip he was on, and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. No wonder none of it made sense. Well, and that's what's good about it because they could end it however they want, and it wouldn't make any difference to what you've written. Okay, because right. it could be a bad acid trip. He could be <laughs> passed out. Right. He got into a car wreck and passed out. Uh, he could actually be in hell. He could be in another he, world. He thinks he's in hell. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it could be so many different things. Right. You know. He could be unconscious after a boat wreck. Sure. I mean, it's it's obvious that this is not our world. Yeah. Okay. That, that I think that that's pretty obvious. Um, and I just I just like the way that everything just feels. So, uh, mythological is not the right word. Um, I I know what you're trying to say. But it it's kind of like um, I don't know, like something that the like, like Gaiman does it really well, right? Metaphorical. With American gods, Sandman. Yeah, there you go. 
Um, a lot of this book feels to me like like a Sandman. Uh, game in Sandman, not like the Golden Age right. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's just... The way these characters are being set up just makes them feel like more than they are or more than they appear to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. And the same with the world around them. And I think that's really fascinating um, because it, it, it gives you something to kind of mull over in your brain, right? Like there there's different ways to read comics, right? So obviously you can read them just to kill some time. You can mm-hmm. read them because you want a fun story. But sometimes, like, you want something with some meat in it. Yeah. Right? Like, you want to chomp your teeth at it. Um, and, and Shipwreck is one of those books. Uh, like, Imperium, when that was coming out for Valiant, like, that was one of those books for me. Where I usually left it for last because I knew when I read this book that I would feel satisfied. I would feel like I just went to, like, an all-you-can-eat buffet. Right? And I stuffed the hell out of myself, hmm. right? And then I could yeah. just sit back and think about this book, um, or you know, like sometimes I, depending on what my mood is, sometimes I'll pick up something really fun, uh, just because I, I want to kind of raise my spirits after I'm done reading something super heavy, right? Okay, so I might yeah. go read like Mockingbird, Rest in Peace, um, something <laughs> like that, right? Yep. So, it, but but Shipwreck is one of those things. Right, um, but it, it never gives you dessert, right? Yeah, it just yeah. gives you like the finest Kobe beef steak. Well, and you're like, oh yes, now you know, bring me my tea and crumpets. And, and Warnell's is like, nope, we're out of tea and crumpets. You have it's to like wait a, for the next month for that. It's like, like a Chinese oh. buffet. Don't compare this book to a Chinese buffet. I'm just saying because you get <laughs> stuffed and you're full, and then like in another hour you want more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you eat more, and you're like, oh, don't make this Chinese was terrible idea. I do it every time. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, this past Sunday was National Buffet Day. No, I yeah. People I did not. I did not bother up. to know that. Yeah, people keep making holidays up. Uh, or maybe it was Monday. I don't remember. That what sounds like a very American holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Gorge yourself on junk food day. <laughs> How about National Vegetable Day? I bet no one celebrates that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I think for me, Shipwreck is going to be uh, top of 2017 from, from everything we've got now and what we've seen. Better than Black Bad Kids. Future. Um. I don't know. Like I said, mm. Mm. Joe, 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 Joe. He's just saying that so he can lobby into the book. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, you know, like the Black Eyed Kids has had quite a bit longer to to mature the story, um, so we know quite a bit more than we know in Shipwreck. You know, and maybe when Shipwreck gets to issue nine or ten, like Black Eyed Kids is. Then maybe there'll be more pieces together. Yeah, there'll be yeah. more. I, I don't know. More pieces of the puzzle are there. Yeah. Um, where I can kind of tell where this is going. Right. Um, well, and, and not to say that I know where Black Eyed Kids is going, but you know, I feel more grounded in that world because I know so much more 
but there's still plenty I don't know that keeps right, me coming yeah. back, right? So, uh, Shipwreck feels like one of those things where I may never know all the pieces to put this together, and I'm I'm okay with that. If that makes sense. Yep. I'm just makes reading sense. it to to learn about this world, and that's exciting for me. Right. Yeah, it's two issues in. Yeah. If we go back and listen to some of the early podcasts, we had no idea what was going on in Black Eyed Kids. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's very true. That is very true. Uh, go ahead. I was just saying because it too is like an onion and has layers. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like <laughs> like that's what I was saying. Like to reinstate what I said earlier is like half of the books aren't like fun and enjoyable reads like you said earlier you know that you could just buzz through and be like oh that was a good story you know like black eyed kids does that rough riders does that Mm -hmm. uh animosity does that revisionist definitely does that black eyed kids has some issues that do that right because there are some really meaty issues that you want to take your time with Mm -hmm. but there are also some issues that you can breeze through and just enjoy the story for what it is Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or I think just, it's just a different type of book, right? Yeah. Um, generally, like the something that's more akin to a, a mainstream book would tend to read a little bit faster uh, and be more, you know, for the lulls, like the kill, the kids say, uh, than than anything else. Um, but you know, across the line, I don't know if any of the books really fit that. Um, because they they all have a little bit of meat to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- even Rough Riders. I would say Rough Riders is is among the line one of the most fun to read because uh, it's like action, 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 explosion, explosion. Right. Um, <laughs> Don't lose your voice again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> explosion, explosion. So uh, it, it it feels it fits the mold the most. Um, but even then, like there, there's some media yeah. bits in there as well. Right. Uh, maybe more at the beginning of that series than towards the end, because uh, the end there was just a lot of explosion, explosion. Have we segued to Black Eyed Kids yet? Because we've been trying we, to, and you we guys brought it up like back. <laughs> No, let's talk about that. There's a book. It, it's called Black Eyed Kids. Is it coming to an end? Have you guys heard of it? Uh, I don't know. Is it? Not that, that I know. Not that I know. Wasn't there a rumor that this is close to the end? I mean, we can't yeah. talk rumors, can we? I don't know. Why not? I mean, I guess we could. I'm, okay, so we don't. So we have no idea. No, we we have no idea. I don't think they've explicitly said it's ending or it's continuing. I felt like issue nine felt like the story is coming to an end. Hmm. Really? Um, I would agree with you. It you feels only, like, you, it feels like we're close that. to resolution. You only yeah. say that because my name was in it. <laughs> well, as soon as I saw that. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon oh, as you saw that, I was like, oh, this book's canceled. Case closed. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Ronnie, because it, it seems like... All right, so, so as readers, right, we are not as... Uh, long-sighted as a writer would be, right? So I'm, I'm sure Joe has a path that he wants to travel with this book. And that path may take another arc or two arcs or three arcs or 50 arcs. Who knows? Um, so I'm sure he's got some idea. 
But he's not writing it terribly far ahead, right? Because it's my understanding he he's only been writing it like two or three issues out. Uh, and I'm sure when this comes out, Joe will correct me, uh, and that, that's fine. But uh, it, it, that's been my understanding. Uh, and not to say that that means that the book is ending, but I mean the way that things are kicking up um, and now – what's what's the character's name that we had in Genesis? Gus. 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 Now that Gus is with the, the boy Karen, um, and Mar- right, yeah, right. like Well, yeah, that whole thing. It seems like we are getting closer to some kind of resolution. Yeah, um, and and I, and I don't think it'd be at the end of this arc, but maybe at least one more arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, would give the book enough time to breathe and 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 finalize things. Yeah, and spoiler alert, by the way, but Michael's going rogue. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm really interested to see what becomes of that. I he seems like he could uh, be a sort of turning point for the Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. I agree. Well, I think that's interesting, though. Like, how how can he do that where the rest can't? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they can't and just don't want to. I don't know. There's something. Well, I mean, I don't know. Gus. Well, I don't. Gus seemed to think. I, I guess he he seemed to think his daughter could change, or he would not have entertained the whole uh, the leader's invitation to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So what did Gus do to – oh, there's something else I want to know, but I'll get okay, to it. Okay. So what did Gus do to Meredith as a kid that the leader wants undone? Yeah. And I know we're not – I know we just said we weren't going to get into issue specifics, but I'm curious. And because you had a um, something you mentioned also on, I think, Facebook, but – and that I never heard what it was. But there was something that bothered you about the last issue, and I'm really curious to – hear what it was oh i don't i don't know no. as soon as you read this you said that was so long ago yeah oh i think it was like one panel but i asked joe about it and i just um since it was digital since i was reading it digital then i couldn't really tell because it looked like um it was the panel with the officer that was behind the that was in jail still and then the black eyed kid was there. Michael, right? That was Michael, right? That broke him out? Was yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, that was the issue because it actually looked like because um the officer is bald and then yeah. um the room is dark, but uh, Michael has like blonde hair or whatever it was. And so it looked like the officer was out of the j of the jail cell. Yeah. With the with the killed officer on the floor and I was like, What? How the how that doesn't make sense because it looks like the wrong person's talking. But yeah. I'm telling you, Michael has to be a turning point because he was in the very first issue. I don't when he turned was I think it was the very first issue. Yeah. And now he's the first black eyed kid to sort of go rogue and buck the system. Yeah. So he's he he has to be a main big factor going forward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome back, Martin. Yeah, you know, I had to go fix this little time jump thing. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Unfortunately, I haven't perfected the technology, so I couldn't come back before I said I had to go. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You gotta work on that. I gotta work on that. 
You need to you need to watch the show Travelers, by the way. I, I started it. I started it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I got through the first two episodes. Oh, each episode gets better. That's that's the way it seems. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Travelers on Netflix for anyone wondering. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really good. But I've just been reading so many comics. I'm trying to watch less TV. Trying to keep up with Ronnie. Well, <laughs> now that now that you know, I'm being enticed to read uh, a lot of Marvel here lately. <laughs> uh, Weird. I need to make some more time for comics and less for TV. Yeah. Yeah. I've let's, been reading Secret Wars finally. Let's talk about that more. We can, we can publish this as Ultimate Marvel Podcast. Oh, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> no. You guys need to record your own podcasts. That's the nerdy legion. The way of things now. <laughs> whoever talks about a subject, just post it on that podcast. Well, you know, Nick and I are just so prolific Yep. We have to uh, we have to hold up all you slackers. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, how about we wrap this up? Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. This has been episode 18 of AfterShock Central. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we are back, finally. Now that my new year, has new has returned to normal. Uh, Ronnie's schedule is now the effed up one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll yep. figure it, we'll figure all that out. So I guess uh, we'll be back either uh, – are we going to try to keep this weekly or you guys want to go to bi-weekly? Um, let's see how it goes. How about that? Yeah, let's see how it goes. We'll be back in a week or two uh, with uh, more episodes. You can find us on Twitter at Jack Sutherland, at uh, RonBar316, at Geekvine. The show is at AfterShockPod. And, of course, you can email hello at nerdlegion.com. We'll catch you guys again uh, next week. I'm gonna yep. go. Uh, I'm gonna go time travel right now. Bye.